This is Positively Farming Media. Self-sufficiency is one of the number one reasons people grow a garden, followed very closely by flavor and nutritional value. If, like me, self-sufficiency is one of your goals and you live in an area that sees hard freezes in the winter and sometimes extremely low temperatures, then you might think there isn't anything you can grow for harvest in the winter. Not so. Even if you live in areas colder than where I live, where the ground is routinely frozen solid for months on end, you can keep some crops in the ground and with some effort can harvest some of those during at least the early parts of winter before bringing the final harvest indoors. And if you live in an area where you can grow food year round, you might not be aware of what crops are best for you to grow in your climate at the coldest and darkest time of the year. There are two main factors that go into what you can grow in your garden through the winter, your weather conditions, namely temperature, and your number of daylight hours. Most of us at some point during the season will dip below 10 hours of daylight per day. This is called the Persephone period. This is when plant growth pretty much stops, which means for a winter harvest, we need to get fall plants to maturity before that period. Now, if you're somewhere below the 33rd parallel, you likely don't have a Persephone period. You don't ever have less than 10 hours of sunlight per day. So your concern is really going to be about the weather. And opposite of that, if you live above the 50th parallel, you have some really long nights during the winter and an already short growing season during the warmer months. So not only are you going to be concerned with daylight hours, but also harsh, cold temperatures. Today on Just Grow Something, we're going to talk about crops that are contenders for being planted in the fall and harvested in the winter. Whether you're in a warmer area with plenty of daylight or don't have much daylight and it gets super, super cold. Let's dig in. Hey, I'm Karen and I started gardening 18 years ago in a small corner of my suburban backyard. When we moved to a five acre homestead, I expanded that garden to half an acre and I found such joy and purpose in feeding my family and friends. This newfound love for digging in the dirt and providing for others prompted my husband and I to grow our small homestead into a 40-acre market farm. When I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture, I discovered there is so much power in food, and I want to share everything I've learned with as many people as possible. On this podcast, we explore crop information, soil health, pests and diseases, plant nutrition, our own nutrition, and so much more in the world of food and gardening. So grab your garden journal and a cup of coffee and get ready to just grow something. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For those of us who garden in the middle ranges of the USDA hardiness zone, say zones 5 through 7, 
we generally are going to see our daylight hours drop for a time during the winter and we often get frosts or freezes. This means that we have to pick crops that are going to reach maturity before the daylight drops below those 10 hours per day and that can tolerate our temperatures. Now in most of these areas we're not seeing freezing temperatures that last for days or weeks or even months on end but they do dip below the freezing mark in fact well below the freezing mark so that is one consideration for the crops that we're going to choose the other one is that persephone period so my persephone period in west central missouri starts this year on november 19th that is the last day that i get 10 hours of daylight it stays below 10 hours until january 23rd when our day length starts to lengthen again so that's roughly nine weeks where there will be very little plant growth. But that doesn't mean that those plants can't be in the garden and actually be in a condition to be harvested. So I'm zone 6A. Our average low temperature for the winter is negative 10 Fahrenheit or negative 23 Celsius as the coldest. Now, obviously, this can fluctuate from season to season. Last year, we weren't nearly that cold. In fact, we barely had those temperatures for any uh, length of time at all. We also are sometimes very snowy, sometimes very icy, and sometimes very dry. Last winter, we were very dry. Now, according to the long-range forecast, supposedly, we'll be making up for some of that difference this year. That remains to be seen. But what I'm saying is... Obviously, all of these conditions can fluctuate. Now, zone 5, your temperatures can get to be as low as negative 20 Fahrenheit or negative 28.9 Celsius. Yes, that is cold, but again, it's not usually consistently at those temperatures. And then on the warmer side, zone 7, you guys have it a little bit easier on the plants with low temperatures, um, as low as 5 Fahrenheit or negative 15 Celsius. That's not bad, but still not conducive for actual plants plant growth. So in all three of these zones, we're going to be looking for cold hardy plants that can reach maturity before our Persephone period kicks in. Now, how do you know when your Persephone period is? I will link to a sunset sunrise calendar um, in the show notes that you can use to look up by city, and it will show you when your daylight hours begin to dip. In fact, it goes day by day to tell you when your sunset and your sunrise times, and it tells you the number of daylight hours that you have. So this is a really great tool to have on hand. You will count backwards from that date, that 10-hour date, to find out when you should be planting your cold, hardy plants to get them to maturity. And again, this entails figuring out the number of days to maturity for that particular plant that you're trying to grow, and then counting backwards from there to figure out when it should go in the ground. You also want to probably add a few days onto that to account for the slower growth as those daylight hours begin to shorten. So in zones five through seven, great crops for overwintering throughout the whole season would be larger, really hardy greens like kale and spinach. These are the types of things that we can get to maturity. We can cover with row covers for protection from extreme freezes and then just harvest them as they are needed. We don't have to cover them right away at the beginning of the season. They can handle an, a few frosts. In fact, they actually taste better once they've had a few frosts. 
And then once we see our temperatures really start to dip to the extreme cold, then we can go ahead and put covers on them to continue to be able to harvest them. The bonus with these is that they will start their regrowth immediately when the daylight hours begin to lengthen again towards the spring. So you will get a nice early bumper crop in the spring of these. Now, next week's episode, we're going to talk about more of these types of crops where you can plant them in the fall and let them be dormant and then allow them to pick up and grow again in the spring. We're going to do a whole episode on that next week. For now, we are just talking about things that we're going to harvest in the winter. So kale and spinach for these zones five through seven um, are two really good ones to start with. Another one is cabbage. Cabbage will hold really well in the garden with very little protection, even if you get heavy snow loads. I mean, snow can be its own insulator, so you don't necessarily need to cover the cabbages very early in the season if what you're seeing is more snow rather than extreme cold. Now, once your temperatures do start to get extremely cold, like those really negative temperatures, then you can either try to add layers of frost cloth to further protect the cabbage or you can harvest the remaining heads and just bring them inside. But doing it this way means that those cabbages are going to be out in the garden for weeks and weeks after your first frost hits. So essentially you're storing them in ideal conditions, but they're out in the garden instead of being inside. Leaving them outside for as long as possible not only makes them taste better, but then you have access to them for much longer because you're not storing them off the plant for as long, which means they stay good for a longer period of time. Go back to last week's episode about crop storage and you'll understand why this is. And then finally, to round out the top five, root crops, carrots, beets, even turnips and parsnips. These all taste better after a few frosts. They can be kept in the ground through the winter and just harvested as needed. Now in zone seven, you guys likely aren't even really going to need to add anything additional to keep the ground from freezing solid. Um, because you guys just don't really get those those temperatures where your ground is going to be frozen for extended periods of time. If uh, if you're a five or six person, you very well may want to cover the, the ground a little bit, um, especially if you're in an area where you get a lot of freeze and thaw cycles. This is going to keep those roots from getting damaged when you're trying to harvest them because the ground won't be frozen solid, or it's also going to keep them from getting mushy if they get, you know, multiple cycles of freeze-thaw, freeze-thaw. So um, definitely here I recommend some mulch of some sort if you can, in addition to doing some row covers if you're going to have some really, really extreme temperatures. Just keep in mind here, the benefit is that root crops are biennials. So they are designed to stay underground in the winter because that's how they get through and are able to produce seed the following season. So they can be stored in the ground very, very easily. You just have to be sure that they are to maturity before your Persephone period, and that's how you keep them in good condition. Okay, so next up, crops for those cold climates, zones four and colder. Just because your area is generally covered in snow most of the winter, or you see bitter, bitter cold temperatures, does not mean that you can't harvest crops through the winter with a little bit of help. Now, the caveat here is that I'm talking mainly to those of you who are in zones three and four. 
I'm not sure what can be done in those extreme winter temperatures of zones one and two without some really extreme measures. That's way out of my wheelhouse. If you're gardening in one of these extreme areas and you want to talk about tricks and techniques for winter harvests, I would love to talk with you. But for today's purposes, what I'm suggesting is more for zones three and four because that's sort of what I'm familiar with. Looking at winter averages as low as maybe negative 25 Fahrenheit to negative 40 Fahrenheit or negative 31 to negative 40 Celsius. Did you catch that? If you were paying attention there, yes, negative 40 Fahrenheit and negative 40 Celsius are the same temperature. This is the only time that those two scales are equal. So there's a fun fact for you. Once again here, you want to know your Persephone period. For a lot of you, it's going to be earlier than many of us here in the zones 5 through 7. So make sure that you are counting backwards to get those plants in the ground early enough to get them to maturity. You definitely want to have frost and freeze protection measures on hand for crops that you want to keep harvesting from. Greenhouse plastic placed over top of bent PVC hoops to create a small tunnel over the crops is a fabulous way to do sort of a first layer of protection. Mini greenhouses or cold frames that you can pop over tops of beds are also very, very good options. Anytime the sun is out, it is going to be really warming up the air under those little structures. And then if you add a layer of frost cloth or even freeze blankets, depending on your average temperatures, directly on top of the plants underneath your little greenhouse, that's going to create another layer that keeps frost from forming directly on the plants and helps protect from those sort of extreme temperature swings that might occur when you've got the sun out and it's coming through that plastic because it can actually get very hot. And then the third sort of layer there would be tons of mulch. This is not only going to help keep the ground workable under there, it's also going to keep those plant roots a little bit warmer. So your top crops are going to be things like bok choy or tatsoi and napa cabbage. Now tatsoi is very similar to bok choy. It's just smaller and a little bit more tender, which means it can be used in salads a little bit easier. But these are both really, really good candidates for winter harvests. Napa cabbage is an Asian type of cabbage that grows differently than our usual sort of ball-shaped cabbage heads. All three of these are very amenable to growing under some protection and harvesting throughout the winter, even in very, very cold climates. They can actually be left exposed early on if your early weather is just snowfall. They don't mind the snow. It's the cold temperatures that you have to worry about later on. So you can cover them later once your temperatures begin to dip way below that freezing point for extended periods of time just to keep them from getting damaged. And then harvest them completely to store them indoors once your temperatures begin to drop to about negative 15 Fahrenheit or negative 26 Celsius. Just a little protection before that point really does go a long way with these, and it makes it to where you're harvesting fresh out of the garden instead of bringing them into store. And bok choy and tatsoi don't really store very well for the long term anyway, so this is a really good candidate for keeping out in the garden to be able to harvest later on into the season. Your next candidate here is Brussels sprouts. 
Brussels can do just fine hanging out in a zone three or zone four garden for about six weeks or so after your first frost. Snow really doesn't bother them, and they have those waxy leaves that tend to give them a really good amount of protection. Now, once it gets really too cold outside, then obviously the Brussels are kind of too tall to be covered with like a frost cloth or greenhouse plastic or something. So you can just dig up the whole plant and bring it indoors, or you can at least cut the stalk off at the base and bring the whole stalk in, strip off the leaves, and then store that stalk in a cool, dark place and then harvest the sprouts off the stalk as needed. We talked about this a little bit in last week's episode. I will link to that in the show notes. And then finally, to round out your top five, cabbage, kale, and collards. Again, great candidates for winter harvest, even in colder zones. They hold really well in the garden, even through the first heavy snows of the season, without any protection measures. And then they can go even longer if you can manage those freeze protection measures in place. With those methods, cabbage can hold in place a really, really long time, like almost all the way up until spring. Kale will eventually start to look pretty ragged, but it'll bounce back again in the spring. The same goes for the collards. Again, the key with the leafy greens is to be sure that they are fully mature by the time your day length decreases. Now, as a bonus here, you can do root crops also in zones three and four, like carrots and turnips and beets. The big thing here for harvesting them in the winter is to be sure that they are adequately mulched so the ground doesn't freeze solid so that you have the ability to be able to dig them out without damaging or breaking them. If that happens, where your ground freezes solid, well, They're kind of stuck there until the ground thaws, which is perfectly fine. Again, they're biennials. They're sort of meant to stay that way. You just need to pay attention and harvest them all when the ground begins to thaw in the spring so they don't become super soft. But lots of mulch, lots of row cover, plus some exterior cover means that you can store them in the garden and harvest them throughout the winter. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, finally, for you gardening friends who are in those warmer zones of 9 through 13, you have some different considerations. Firstly, some of you do dip below freezing at certain points during the season, so you'll need to choose crops that can either withstand a frost or just be sure that you have ample frost protection measures on hand if you're in zones 9 and 10. 
And if you're in zones 12 or 13, again, you guys are at the opposite end of the spectrum from what I can speak to. So I'm not really going to include you guys here very much. I am not familiar with growing in a very tropical climate through the winter, but if you are, I'd love to talk with you. So this is mainly for my gardeners in zones 9 through 11 here. Winter is a really good time for you to try growing brassicas, especially if you are in one of those areas that doesn't get below 10 hours of daylight in the winter. Brassicas are notoriously finicky when it comes to warm temperatures, and this may be the only time of year when you can get a crop of them in. We're talking broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, anything that needs to form a head for harvest. The winter temperatures combined with the adequate day length is the perfect time for these in your climate. And even if you do dip below 10 hours of daylight for a few weeks, that's okay. Those plants are just going to sit in stasis and kind of pick right up where they left off once those daylight hours begin to lengthen. They can handle frost too, so you likely won't need much in the way of protection even if you're in zone 9. Now, other crops that are perfect for winter growing and harvest in these zones are those root crops we talked about. Carrots, beets, turnips, rutabaga, parsnips. These all love cooler weather. Now may be the only time your soil temperatures are cool enough for germination, so take advantage because these are often things that don't transplant well. Your flavor profile on these might be a little bit different than for those of us who are in colder climates because that definitely has an effect on taste, but it's the perfect time to get your root crops in. Radishes are included in this too, and you can often do multiple successions of those throughout the winter. And depending on your zone here, you can also do a number of short-term crops in the fall for a winter harvest up until you get a frost if you're in one of those zones that gets them. Green beans are a good one for this. They can be planted in the fall. They mature very quickly. You can harvest them over a couple of weeks and then they're done. So if you don't get a frost until like December or January, you can even get a couple of successions of beans in during that time. Now remember, with all of these suggestions, it's going to be dependent on your climate and your day length. And if you're in one of the warm zones, you can likely grow everything that I talked about for those other zones. Now, if you're in the mid-range like I am, we can grow everything that the coldest zones can. You gardeners in zones three and four, well, you guys probably just need to experiment a little bit. Every season is different. The weather conditions change. And what we can grow one year may not do well the next. And something we've never been able to grow before might suddenly do fantastically well this year. We can't predict it. And if we don't try, we'll never learn. And now remember, today's episode was only about what we can plant in the fall to harvest in the winter. Next week, we'll go over things that we can plant in the fall and even in the winter in some cases that we'll be harvesting in the spring and even in the summer of next season. So make sure you're subscribed or following the podcast in your app so that you don't miss that episode. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden and we'll talk again soon. You just finished another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. For more information about today's topic, go to justgrowsomethingpodcast.com where you can find all the episodes, show notes, articles, courses, newsletter sign-up, and more. I'd also love for you to head to Facebook and join our gardening community in the Just Grow Something Gardening Friends Facebook group. And again, this entails choosing... No, we're not choosing, we're reading... 
you also want to account. Mm -hmm. If you're gardening in one of these extreme areas and you want to talk about ticks, uh, trips, mm -mm 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 -mm. firstly, some of you do dip, 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 dip. And then again, depending on your zone, mm -mm -mm -mm, not again. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep learning and keep growing.